Hello, good evening. Hope everyone's doing good. We're going to give people a little bit of a chance to get here. Can y'all hear me okay? All right, cool. Right on, hello, good to see you. All right, we're going to give a little bit more time for people to show up. Sorry I wasn't able to do uh, this this yesterday, but we had some family issues with people's health, so had to uh, kind of be around on, the, on, you know, keeping an eye on the phone for most of the day. So, but uh, that situation has worked out for better, so uh, today we'll be able to do this. Um, also... Don't forget, um, if you have been uh, joining me over the last couple weeks, we've got Druid School Lesson 5 coming up uh, this Thursday at 7 p.m. And we're going to be talking about the Dwia and the uh, uh, Celtic Elements and the Sacred Self. So we've got a lot coming up this week. And um, hopefully the weather will get a little bit better. We've got family members that are getting snow. We've been rained on for the last three days, so it's uh, definitely a, a soggy mess here where I live in the Midwest. hope everybody's doing okay. I hope everybody's families are, are doing good. Just another couple minutes. Give some because I don't want to get started and then have a bunch of people that, that come in and kind of kiss the ending. But then again, what I will do is at the end of this, I will process it and uh, put it up on um, YouTube for those who want to watch it. Um, the gist of this video is I've had so many people that have, uh, you know, in the past say, well, I don't, you know, I'm not in touch with a grove or I, you know, um, I'm scared of ritual and whatever. So it's like ritual is just talking to the gods, talking to the earth just doing things in your own way in, in a manner that feels comfortable to you and uh, you know sometimes we have an expected end of what we want to happen with a ritual such as celebrations and working magic and other times we just do things that are just uh, for us things that are calming sometimes you just sometimes whenever you just don't feel like the world is right and your head just doesn't seem to be in the right place there are times that you can do ritual for yourself to kind of just, you know, get yourself in back into a better mental state. So there's all kinds of purposes for ritual. Also, I'll say that uh, as far as within Druidry goes, there are 
hundreds and you know many different ways that people do ritual um, no one way is better than another and there's no more right way now within that context the thing that I the reason why I do the way I do is because I like I say with the order of standing up we are geared toward the Irish pantheist side of things um, there are groups such as the ADF that are more Indo-European, which meaning that they don't just follow that particular uh, uh, set of, of spiritual principles. They have all kinds. And then you have the AODA and you have all these other groups that are out there. So everybody has a different way of doing things. And I never, uh, I never, you know, put those things down. The only thing that I would say um, is anything that mixes uh, pantheons like the idea of druids doing uh, ceremonial work that deals with Native American themes you know like tobacco rituals and things like that I don't like that kind of cultural appropriation in the idea that you know a lot of people think it's trendy to do these things but sometimes the kind of energies that you're trying to get uh, in those kind of uh, dual purpose rituals don't aren't necessarily right those aren't the ones that are going to work the best for you and also with this you know the, what we're doing here is I'm putting out things that are a little bit easier for people that are scared you know that they're afraid that you know they'll knock the incense over or they'll burn the house down or I've heard I've heard all kinds of stuff and it's just like it's a matter of starting small now what I'm going to be doing tonight isn't necessarily small but for anybody you can do, a ritual can be as simple as lighting a candle and sitting before it and just talking to the gods it's that simple it doesn't have to be uh, a long drawn out situation whether you're a druid witch you know whatever you don't have to draw it out to a long conclusion but there are times whenever you feel a little bit more comfortable you feel empowered to do things a little bit more so that's when you take that next step and you learn what it is how and why you want to do things because there's many reasons why we do things and various times to do things um, as an example um, timing for ritual if you're doing something where you want to have an expected outcome then you want to look at the days of the week the times of the year the month and all these things and see how uh, spiritually and magically advantageous they are for you to work at these times um, also another thing tips before you do ritual make sure that you have phone turned off um, I can't play any music I would like to but my neighbor upstairs is a jerk so I'm not gonna do that um, you kind of if you because I live in an apartment complex so I kind of have to be you know keeping everybody happy but you can do if you have a backyard you can do rituals in your backyard you can set up a space a corner in one of your uh, living spaces um, it doesn't have to you don't have to have a huge altar eventually not this coming class but the class afterwards um, Druid School Class 6 we're gonna talk about Druid sacred spaces places and uh, icons and articles for the altar and different things like that because you want to you're going to want to know well okay I'm doing this stuff but what do I need before I do it so uh, which I should have kind of started uh, before we did the Dwea but 
will do that afterwards and then set you guys on a better path to understanding where you can start uh, you know prepping yourself to get ready to do your own rituals if and if you have uh, uh, somebody that you can work with you can work with your girlfriend you can work with a grove um, you don't necessarily have to be solitary if you don't want to but also putting that to the to the test also is the fact that um, there's great magic and great energy that can be worked whenever you're with a group but I think also you have to kind of temper that with being able to do ritual on your own because that's where our spiritual muscles get bigger and plus we get better and I think it adds to our spirit that as we go on um, we become more charged we come we become better at it practice makes perfect but we add to our stuff we add to our energy and uh, as we go further down the line our rituals and, and magic that we work becomes more effective and more connective to the gods and nature spirits and the ancestors and things like that so we've got 86 people here tonight uh, Christian hey hey Christian haven't seen you in a long time good to have you here we're getting ready to do rituals what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna move the chair out I'm gonna get some things uh, prepped up for the altar and then once I get that going then we'll go ahead and uh, start the ritual and then we'll come back and talk about a little bit about it once we get finished once we get finished so I appreciate everybody that's here tell a friend uh, have them get on uh, uh, Facebook here and we'll get started here in just a second
right, hello everybody. We're going to get started. And if you want to, you can join me. Uh, join me in this part right here. Just take a deep breath, and in through your nose and out through your mouth. And when you do, we're going to chant the Ah Wen three times. Blessings of mind, body, and spirit be yours. It's at this time that I take some oil, douse my fingers, and I trace the all-in symbol on my forehead. As uh, one thing to note, whenever you're using oils on the altar, make sure that you use an altar use an oil that is uh, uh, it doesn't hurt. It won't hurt your skin. It's friendly to your Skin because some oils will burn. This is a bell branch, and we're going to be using this now. As it was in the days of Ma Moore, I call the bards, seers, and the druids of the past to hear these bells and join with us in this our sacred rite. As it is in the days of the Order of the Standing Oak, I call the seers, the druids, and the bards of today to hear these bells and join with us in this, our sacred rite. As it shall ever be, I call upon the druids, the bards, and the seers of the future to hear these bells and join with us in this, our sacred rite. I walk to the east. I walk to the light of the mythical city of Phineas, the east from which the sword of Nuada came. I call upon the east to join with us and enter into the otherworldly tree. Walk to the south. I stand in the light of the mythical city of Gorius, Gorius from which the spear of Lug did come. I call upon the south to join with us 
and enter into the otherworldly tree. I walk to the west. I stand in the city shadow of the mythical city of Mirius, Mirius from which the cauldron of the Dagda came. I call upon the West to join with us and enter into the otherworldly tree. to the north. I stand in the shadow of the mythical city of Phalius, Phalius from which the Leofall did come. I call upon the north to join with us and enter into the otherworldly tree. I walk to the center. I stand at Ushnitch, the center of time and space. Here I plant the other tree, otherworldly tree. All time is now. All places are here. We are at the center of time and space. So be it. Now for a period of meditation. Our roots go deep into the earth. Our trunks stand strong. Our branches reach to the sky. We speak to the gods the creatures of the earth, and to the ancestors. I call to the gods, I call to the nature spirits, and I call to the ancestors to be here now. I stand before you as a priest of the old ways and of the old gods of Ireland and I drink the waters of life and bid you hail. Oh. Mother Danu Father Dagda, the entirety of the Tuatha itself, the spirits of nature, the animals, our families, our loved ones. We honor them during this time. We give you praise during this time. And we offer a song to you. Fur and feather and scale and skin, different without but the same within. Many a body but one a soul. Through all creatures are the gods made whole. Fur and feather and scale and skin, 
different without, but the same within. Many a body, but one of a soul. Through all creatures are the gods made whole. Now we take time for prayers to the ancestors and to the gods. Tonight's prayer comes from Kasur Sarah's book, a book of pagan ritual prayer. Uh, you can get it through Wiser, and it has prayers for all kinds of occasions. Her love is perfect, and perfectly she expresses it. Loving all, she gives all love. With her, all things are done with her love for all. And yet, and yet, and yet, I'm suffering. She loves all, but she doesn't love each. So many have died so I could live. Unless I die, so many will never live. And yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, greatest of lovers, may this be my day. May your love for me be your love for all. May I see your smile and smell your sweet breath as you say, peace, my child. To all those that are here in the United States and around the world that are going through this situation, as a priest of the gods, I extend my condolences for everyone to stay strong, to keep a stiff upper lip, know that we will get through this all together, and that um, we can, you know, we can do this. Pagans have, we have stout hearts. We have great minds, and one of the things that we can do is do this ritual, talk to the gods. This isn't going to be overly long because of the simple fact that a, I can do a long, drawn-out ritual, but I think we just need an idea, an example of what a ritual can be. And for tonight, people, there are people out there that have doubts. They are worried about their family members. They are worried about themselves. Well, I send energy from this ritual to you that you may be healed of any sickness that you have, that your mind may be clear and thoughtful at all times, and that you're able to be strong for those that are around you, your husbands, your wives, your children, your aunt, your uncle, your grandmas, everyone in your family that depends on you. This ritual is for you, that you may remain strong. Wow, the energy is very, very strong here tonight. I raise a toast to you, my friends, druid and non, learners and learned. I take this drink in the name of all the gods and all the ancestors. I send the light of the Awen to you and to the entire world. 
I take another drink for my family. I let the scent of apple blossoms from this sensor go to the entire world. And this last drink I drink for the future of our world, for the ancestors, for the gods, and times to come. I want to thank you all. So be it. I take the bell branch, and I raise it, and I strike it nine times. May you have a good week, a great month, and a continually awesome year. From the altar to the ring, may the blessings of the old gods be with you. I'm going to take a deep breath. We're going to do this three times. And we're going to chant the Awen. to the ring. Alright folks, I will be right back and we'll finish this up. Just as a word of advice, if you can, snuff out your candles, never blow them out, because if you do, you'll blow out the intent of the ritual. All right, we are back, and uh, before we uh, sign off, I was just going to say thank you guys. Holy crap, we're almost 300 people. It's so good to have you guys here tonight. Um, before we sign off, excuse me, uh, if you have any questions about the ritual, go ahead and uh, put them through here. I'm so glad that you guys were able to. Um, see it doesn't ha like I say ritual doesn't have to be long um, and this one considering the situation that everything's in right now it's a good idea to 
bring peace to people, to let everybody have a little bit of breathing room, the ability to feel safe, and that ritual was that. That was what I was wanting to do, is to send safety and healing and health to everybody that's out there because, you know, that's something that we could use more of. And to know that somebody such as myself and others that are around the world are um, thinking about the well-being of everybody out there. And so that's an important thing to do. Whew, the energy, sometimes there are rituals that before you even really get started, the energy of them just washes over your body. That's another thing. One thing that will happen as you work more and more ritual is um, you'll get used to uh, changes in atmosphere. Your body will start to feel energy changes around you. Another thing I think that kind of amplified this is, like I said, for the last couple of days, we've been enjoying a butt ton of rain which it's great, it's good to have rain, but I think we need to dial it back just a little bit. Um, so that was just one example of, of a, a ritual. There are rituals for uh, uh, sacred times throughout the year, fire festivals, things like that, Beltane, Midsummer, and so on. Thank you for the loves, I appreciate that. Um, so it's like that right there is just an example of a small one. You don't have to go for an hour, you don't need to go Another thing is, uh, uh, this is an example, if you feel sick on a day that you plan to do a ritual, please don't do it. You will go against the, the, the grain of what you want to do, and it can backfire on you and not be a pleasant experience. Um, if anything, if you, if you need to, then by all means, feel free to light candles and things like that and just let them burn and let the intent of what you want happen there. But as far as doing full ritual, or anything like that whenever you're sick or in a mental state that you just don't feel right that you just you know things just don't seem the way that they should then by all means don't look at another time get everything together plan it and then whenever the time comes get everything that you want put it together execute the ritual and if you are uh, I'm one of those people that if you're working ritual for a need um, Unless you're doing a drawn-out ritual that goes over many stages, one of the things that I do is I work ritual, and then I, you know, put all the intent into it for what it is, and then I leave it. I let the universe and the gods and the ancestors take care of it. Um, just some updates. We've got, like I say, this coming Thursday, 7 p.m., we're going to be doing Druid School Lesson 5. And that's going to be great. We're going to be talking about the elements. There are more than five elements in Druidry. There's a lot. We're going to be talking about those. We're going to be talking about the sacred cauldrons. We're going to be talking about the inner self. There's a lot going on there. And then um, the following week, we will get into altar setups, sacred spaces, indoor and outdoor. Uh, uh, what are things that our Druids are known for, such as the sickle and other things like that. Um, I had a sickle, but unfortunately somebody stole it, and I found out that they stole it, and it's pretty sad when somebody will steal a magical tool. But eventually, because I'm one of those people that I won't go looking for a tool, most of the time they fall in my lap or they kind of like jump out at me. Well, this one did that, jumped out at me. And somebody that, like I was saying before, those people that are touchy-feely, that they want to grab all of your magical stuff and just hug it and love it and squeeze it and name it George, 
Well, that happened, so I haven't had a good sickle for many years. But there are other things that you can use during ritual that will substitute for that. So we're going to go through that whole thing. Um, if nobody has any questions, also, I'm going to um, process this. It might take about a half hour, 35 minutes or so. And I'm going to put this up on YouTube. And I would love it if you all would check out my channel and check out some of the videos, like, comment, subscribe. We've got videos from all four classes. We've got a meditation for healing that we did towards the first of the classes. Um, we've got a video on uh, books that I recommend for druids to have to start out and things like that. Plus, I've got older videos talking about cardomancy, um, a hymn to the Morgan reading that I did for Samhain years ago and things like that. So there's a lot of stuff there, and I would appreciate it if you check it out. That's a pagan perspective all put together, one big word there. Um, on YouTube. Also, I've got an interview with uh, Raymond Buckland that I did while I was hosting my show, uh, Blog Talk Radio, on there, and also a interview with Kasur Sareth, the book that I just read the prayer from. That was him. I uh, got to interview him and, and really dive into Druidry and in, in the ADF form a lot. It was very, very cool. Um, I hope you guys had a great time with this, uh, learned a little bit. Um, there are other things that I could have tossed into it, but I just wanted to see, see you to see the bare bones. And another thing is, if you see a ritual form that you like, don't be afraid to plagiarize it. Take it for yourself, add, subtract, change, as long as it's something that works for you within a, within a druidic context, mind you, then go for it because that's how we learn and then some of the books that we talked about have other ritual practices and things and it's like uh, for me I like ritual outdoors I'm not really a fan of doing them inside I'll do them when I need to but just being outside with the wind in your hair the the the, the bale fire going and everything and just the energy of people there with you that's why I'm very very much putting energy towards getting past this so that we can get out into the woods and the nematons and the places that we like because I don't know about you guys but I'm a country pagan I like to be out in the woods with the critters and the creeks and the wonderful smells of the trees and all that all I'm smelling right now here lately is rain rain and more rain so hopefully that will decrease over time hopefully we'll get into a better weather pattern um, if there aren't any questions I thank you guys um, share this with your friends and as far as if you're new and you've never seen me before or whatever feel free to uh, send me a message and ask me a question you can friend me here on Facebook also if you're new and you don't know where we're at you can come to Missouri Druid School here on Facebook and put up a request and we'll get you in there we've got a lot of great people we've got a lot of stuff going on in there as far as you know things that are talking about druidry and as we get closer I'll put this out before I close um, like I've been saying for every uh, video that we've been putting out because of the fact that it's most likely that we won't be out of quarantine by um, Beltane what we've been doing here in Springfield, the weather standing up for the last four years straight, is we've been doing uh, belting in the park. We find a park, we rent a pavilion or some such, and we get together and we bring food, 
and maypoles, which we've got pictures of that on. We've got bunches of pictures from our past Beltanes in the park. Feel free to come to Missouri School and Missouri Joy School and check those out. Mm, excuse me. So we've had that, but this year we were going to do it for our fourth year. And I've got the pavilion and everything paid for the whole nine yards. But because of that fact that we're more than likely not going to be able to get into it, what we're going to do is we're going to have an online Beltane. And what that Beltane is going to uh, proceed is we're going to have a potluck. And then after the potluck, we will do the ritual. And I've got the ritual written up. And we'll sit here and we'll BS and enjoy some food and drink. And like I've said in other uh, videos, this year's Beltane, we've been concentrating so much on the gods, the ancestors, and these various things at Beltane time that we haven't really uh, taken the time to acknowledge the, the, the nature spirits, the fae, the fairy. So this year's ritual is going to be based on the theme of fairies at twilight, the in-between time when the fae come out to do the things that they do to make us and the land and the earth fertile and so forth for that time. So at about seven o'clock-ish or whenever we get close to the actuality of what twilight is, we'll get done with our portion of, you know, just fellowship and, and enjoying a meal together. And then the altar will be set up and we will have a just a wonderful Beltane fairy ritual. And I invite everyone that's watching to join us. That is going to be May 2nd. It's a Saturday. And we're going to start between 5 and 6 p.m. I'll get on here, get everything set up on the camera. You guys can get you some munchies, things like that. If you want to dress in fairy garb for that and, and have you, I would love, you can dress however you want. We, we actually had a woman that was going to play the fairy queen, but she lives out of state and she's not going to come now that this is going on. But it's beautiful. So if you want to see a little bit more information about that, then here on Facebook, you can go to Beltane in the Park 2020. And the uh, cover picture is a picture of a woman that represents the uh, fairy goddess. And you can get more information about it. And, so, and we're getting closer to that. The ritual is like three quarters of the way written. And I have everything set up for the altar. What the what it's going to be. So it's going to be beautiful. And I think you guys are going to like it. Um, so having said that, I appreciate everybody for uh, hanging out with me tonight. And like I say, this Thursday, 7 p.m., Druid School, Lesson 5, the Dwia and the Sacred Cauldrons, Cauldrons and the Inner Self. What are the elements? How are the elements represented in Druidry? So having said that, I give you blessings, and I hope you all have a great night, and I will see you soon.